Welcome once again, friends and neighbors, to my podcast, another segment of the Christian Patriot Hour brought to you for your listening pleasure. And yes, I'll have you know I am a Christian indeed, a believer and follower of the Lord Jesus Christ in the truest sense of the way. How about yourself? I trust somewhere along the way, our Lord has found you as once he found me. It was a day of awakening I can never forget when for the first time I came to the reality of this living Savior who died for me and you. And then wonder of wonders, the word of God brought forth new life and new meaning into my heart and soul. And so as you well know, that is, if you've been listening to the past few segments, I told you how I am a patriot in the sense that I love America and the great men who founded this nation and the inspiring women who sacrificed alongside them so that you and I could be free. They were patriots who in a sense became our patriarchs, the fathers of a great nation. But their glory, as great as it was, pales to the glory of the real founding father of all liberty, namely Jesus Christ the Lord, who is the Savior of the world. We will be, as before, discussing the future of America, as we move along in each segment, whilst at the same time remembering our beloved past. And the theme I want you to remember is this, that the constitutional government of ours will indeed one day be past tense, per se. For remember, it will come to pass on a bright and glorious day so fair, and not so far away. It will happen in an instance of time, I would think, at a specific moment in history, future tense, of course, when the kingdom of God will be coming down from heaven, glorious in all array to displace this grand old republic of ours. Let's talk. As they say, time is of the essence then. I write about time a little in my book, Americans We Were, but much more. I write about people and most everything going on between the markers of a specific time and era in America and in England. I would have you know how time is extremely critical in the juxtaposition of our American history. And I use that word simply because what happened in America in 1776 didn't just happen by chance. It wasn't supposed to happen either, but it did. Therefore, I am justified in saying America is like no other nation on the face of God's green earth. Never has been a nation like it, never will be again in the dispensation of time. Only the nation of Israel exceeds the glory of America, and I say that from a biblical viewpoint, seeing that God has claimed that nation for his own from throughout all the corridors of time. Time, we should remember, rather, is appointed to us. And it is the custodian of destiny, too, I think. The old saying, time waits for no one, is true. The Bible says our days are appointed by God, for we are born at a specific moment in history, already known to him, and then we die and fly away in another moment of time. And God was aware of that, too, even before we were conceived in the womb of our mother. So God, however, is eternal, having no beginning, having no ending. Please do not try to conceive the notion 
of that which is eternal, or try and comprehend how that God has always existed and always will. Our limited capacity for understanding cannot even come close to grasping the meaning of who and all God is, but we can come to know him personally through his Son, Jesus Christ. Isn't that a strange and wonderful notion in such a chaotic, uncaring, and scary world as this? And yet I would assure you, for all who encounter this risen Savior, will find it was the most awesome and astonishing thing that could ever happen to them. Jesus put it this way, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Taken from Matthew, the 11th chapter, verse 28. Now then, what does time have to do with climate change? Much. And how's that, you might ask? And I would say, why, it's purely elementary, in that time has been set apart, counting for the number of seconds and moments and hours established in a day. And then days roll into weeks, and weeks into months, and months into years, and God has established it all. Even the changing of four seasons, and he has brought forth the winds of change that bring them, and the storm clouds that gather, and the rain that falls upon the earth in our midst to water it. And that, my friend, brings us to present-day weather conditions. And whether or not climate change will destroy this planet, or render a final blow to mankind, as some people are predicting will happen these days. They don't know what they're talking about. That is simply not going to happen. The earth will not be destroyed by some foreboding event caused by climate change. We need to understand the days we are living in. We need to see the current situation as, as it is, really. In the array of darkening clouds gathering all around us and the deception which lays behind it. A day of calamity is forthcoming. Make no mistake about that. The storm of all storms is brewing, and it will catch people wholly unawares in their confusion very soon, I feel, just as it was in the days of Noah. We will talk about that, but let me finish this portion of the podcast by taking you to a passage in the book of Genesis, a verse straight out of God's word, the Holy Bible. While the earth remaineth seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. Genesis 8.22. Something to think about, wouldn't you agree? So with that, let's move on, shall we? And let me reiterate the point I just made by reinforcing it with a beautiful verse out of the book of Ecclesiastes. Now remember, when God first brought forth life on this planet in creation, he intended it should endure forever. The Lord simply has no plans of destroying this earth utterly or ever. And I say that with an exclamation point. Now Solomon was the wisest man who ever lived. I didn't say it. God said it. And old Solomon saw plenty of trouble in his day too, even like we are seeing. And near the end of his life, he looked back and reflected for us and shared with us this wisdom. He wrote, 
One generation passeth away, and another, another generation cometh, but the earth abideth forever. The sun also ariseth, and the sun goeth down, and hasteth to his place where he rose. The wind goeth toward the south, and turneth about unto the north. It whirleth about continually, and the wind returneth again, according to its circuits. All the rivers run into the sea, yet the sea is not full. Unto the place from whence the rivers come, thither they return again. All things are full of labor. Man cannot utter it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. The thing that hath been, it is that which shall be, and that which is done is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. Ecclesiastes 1, verses 4 through 9. And I did mention trouble, didn't I? That is because this earth is filled with all kinds of trouble and woe. And yet we don't handle trouble very well, most of us, do we? Truth be known, trouble can be a good thing, though, for it can lead us outside ourselves and away from our own understanding, leading us on to a firmer pathway that leads unto God, taking us to a place of safety and rest and understanding in the Lord, wherein we find peace to cope, and hope to carry on. In fact, however, most people don't pay God very much mind anymore these days. They think perhaps in their own understanding they can handle or solve the problems at hand. That is often a very bad mistake, however, and sometimes leads us only onto a pathway of more trouble. The science community today, albeit has done some pretty good things for humanity over the years, However, it too has gotten itself off the pathway of common sense, I think. Many times they have taken God out of the equation, and so they are left only to their own knowledge and mortal understanding to try and explain away or solve the problems, which they oftentimes do not understand themselves. And yet the scientific folks aren't the only ones we need to reprove. For now, we have this idealistic movement growing around the world, and it's been with us for quite some time. But in recent years, the secret isn't a secret anymore. A strange idea it is, this new world order. An ignoble gathering of powerful folks desiring to unite people everywhere to conform to the idea of following only the edicts of the privileged few. I'm talking about the so-called people in the know those self-proclaimed globalists, the wealthy leaders and the elite of our society who tell us they are going to solve all our worldly problems, beginning with climate change and population control. I'm referring to those greatly misled folks who are trying to bring about a new world order, you see. I remember a former Republican president uh, telling us a little bit about that once and how he believed it in himself. It was back somewhere around 1991, I think, delivered in a speech he gave that year. You can check it out for yourself. But it wasn't President Ronald Reagan, though. I'll tell you, in my humble opinion, Ronald Reagan was one of the greatest American presidents this country ever had, at least in my lifetime. I can say that without reservation whatsoever. In my opinion, however, while on the surface... A new world order may suggest a more harmonious world where nations can come together to solve the world's problems, yet, yet it may appear noble 
It is nothing less than laying the foundation for the one world government which will exist during the time of the great tribulation the Bible talks about. Indeed, that is a forthcoming event the word of God foretells is coming and warns us to be prepared. This time of intense tribulation will unfold precisely at the end of this age, but it will not be the end of time, however. It will be cultivating in a seven-year period of trouble unprecedented in human history. Jesus said there would never be a time like it, no, nor ever again. Time is running out, my friends. We are nearly there. Their new world order plans are nearly completed. They are setting up a world government for the Antichrist to come and reign over the entire world. Whether wittingly or unwittingly, they are doing it. With or without the knowledge of having the Antichrist in mind, I don't know. Nonetheless, that is exactly what is taking place right now in real time. There's time to escape this great time of turmoil that's going to hit this planet like a whirlwind. Many people, sadly, though, shall be lost in the great chaos ensuing globally. In their unsaved condition, not taking Jesus as their Savior, they will hopelessly be going into an eternity without God forever. Don't let anyone deceive you. God's word is true, and its accuracy is uncanny and without fault. Don't believe all the deception that's going on in America today. Our government on both sides of the aisle has failed. They offer us no hope for tomorrow. We've reached a plateau. We have proved that our founding fathers were right in their assumptions and in their reservations and in their observations about even this grand republic they created and put into force. They had given us a government, the very best on earth, but they also feared what could happen when people stray from the truth, the truth we find in the word of God. They feared that this government of and for and by the people could one day be dissolved altogether. All their efforts lost in the futility of mankind's ignorance and selfish wanting, a country having neither declaration nor constitution anymore. Let's move on to one final point. Herein I shall speak of principles. For without virtue, without having a godly righteous conviction deep within oneself, then we are only a people without a destiny, a hapless lot, having no meaning, having no purpose, finding no lasting fulfillment in life. America was founded on virtue. It is woven throughout the course of our struggle. Of course, virtue we know leads to honor and honor to dignity. So then virtue becomes the fruit of all righteousness. America has lost sight of her values, I'm afraid, subjecting herself to the whims of self-indulgence, indifference, and complacency. We are called to a much higher standard than many people know in our day, a standard by which only the Almighty God can rightly say, A day of accountability and recompense is coming, to be sure. A day of shaking and terrible rumblings, looking for that certain hour when Jesus said the wheat would be separated from the tares, and only the righteous will be spared then to enter into the glory of our God. Let's turn to the fascinating book of Revelation, and that which is revealed for the end times, the last days as it were, and know we are in them. 
Only the prudent, the humble, and those who are willing to heed the warning signs all around us will find safe haven in Jesus Christ. Eternity is not forthcoming. It is now. We only walk in an hour of transition, determining for what destiny will be appointed each and every one of us. Of course, I know there are those who will not believe what I'm saying. Perhaps they would argue that climate change is wholly the result of man's negligence. That is only partly true, however. I would ask, who is ultimately sovereign over this earth, mankind or God? I understand the seemingly extreme changes we are seeing in weather patterns in our day, and yet I have lived seven decades upon this earth and have seen many violent storms over the years and major fluctuations between cold and heat. And if you think this summer's been hot, folks, then you must know how hot it's really going to get one day. Let's turn back to the book of Revelation and see tomorrow's forecast. The Apostle John writes this, And I heard another out of the altar say, Even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are thy judgments. And the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun, and power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. And men were scorched with great heat, and blasphemed the name of God, which hath power over these plagues. And they repented not to give him glory. Revelation 16, 7-9 Yet the Lord makes this promise to those who have washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb of God. We shall escape the times of the end. For Jesus tells us, Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Revelation 3.10 So folks, yes, there is this foreboding new world order forming in our midst, but take heart. God is bringing his kingdom to earth very soon to put asunder the best laid plans of mankind. The cross is our victory and Christ is our victor. Wherewithal no man can stand against the day of the Lord. My book is Americans We Were. It is available at Amazon and Barnes and Noble. I am Henry Thomas Weber. Thank you for listening. May God bless you and keep you. Goodbye for now.